Welcome in to Giant Bombs After Show, which is called Your Home for the Highest Quality Rips with Ben and Jeff. All, all the rips, they're high quality. High quality rips, high quality rips. High call, high qual, high quality. Because the callers will also be as good as that joke I just made. Ah, good. Then I'm already looking forward to this, your platform, to ask us stuff. That's right. <laughs> yeah, pretty we much. Got, yeah. We got a Discord going. Yeah, so the if instructions the for, drill. for hitting us up on the Discord are uh, listed in the chat there, live, here, hello. Uh, I should have refilled my water. I didn't. There's barely any left. I really fucked this up. Or you can like to- I can toss you some. No, I, I'll, anyway, I'll I got there's plenty of cubes in here. I can just kind of flick. Yeah, and then they'll just melt eventually, yeah. and then I'll have water later. I think that's how that works. <laughs> Sublimation. No. What? I don't know. Science. I don't. Uh, I don't know much about science. I, that's apparent. Uh, so yeah, we've got room for your questions. So yes, if you want to get a hold of us voice style, uh, you can do that uh, through the instructions that are on your screen in the chat. If you want to send us questions in the chat, there's an ask a question button at the top um, of the page and you can, uh, you know, you can send us questions that way or, or, or information in some cases here as it's magic. Neil has, uh, have you seen the $375 collector's edition for inside? Somebody just sent me a message about that. No, I haven't. Yeah. It's uh, they have partnered with real doll. Yeah, that real, yes. The press release even says, yes, that real doll. Do they say, like, we're bringing inside to a whole, whole new meaning? No, because they, they, don't, they don't actually tell you what's in the box. They won't, they, they're not going to reveal oh, what the collector's what's edition the, is. What's in the box? What's in, what's in the box? Now we know. What's in the box? Now we don't know. Uh, they, they're not going to tell anybody what's in the box until High it ships. High quality riffs. Yeah. The highest quality and, and the most current, oh yeah, topical, ripped from modern media. That's right. That's right. A, a film that you unfortunately probably can't go back to because of certain actors. I yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I wasn't going to go back to it because it's like pretty dated. Yeah, and like you, you already know the big twist. Yeah, you watch it once and you're like, eh, okay, yeah, that, that was okay, I guess. Um. Yeah, they've partnered with Real Doll and, and I am 8-Bit, uh, and they're making a $375 collector's edition for Inside, which I assume means it's a Real Doll version of the end of Inside, of the final thing, uh, the final thing from Inside, which I guess I won't spoil, but it's not a sex thing. I mean, well, it's not overtly a sex thing. Well, I guess I shouldn't even say that. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know if it'll have holes in it, is what I'm saying. Be weird if it did. But I'm not going to kink shame anybody if they're going to, you know, get get into what you get into. That's my job. Yeah, he's over there. Captain kink shame. That's right. <laughs> my sidekick, Captain kink shame. Hey, um, uh, don't do butt stuff. Fuck you. It's bad. and, it's, and this, The Bible says it's wrong. That's my kink. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Ash Bash says, I got a PSVR and it works very well. Did you ever get it working for well uh, in your home or office? No. No, I've, I've, every time I've tried PlayStation VR, I think it's, it's, part of it is like, 
some people have different standards for what they consider acceptable in VR. And having spent a lot of time with other more expensive solutions, the PSVR has been... Well, I don't know. I, I wasn't even say it has been like I, I have not tried one in months because uh, every time I tried one for a good long time, it was bad. So at some point, that ship sailed. Uh, I almost bought one when the Skyrim bundle came out because I was like, well, it'd be good to have one at home to fuck around with. And uh, you know, now they are passing through the HDR through the breakout box, which was preventing me from wanting one before. Like, eh, maybe I get one eventually and see how it goes. But yeah, I don't know. Every time I've uh, used one in a non-Sony-controlled environment, it's been a, a real shit show. Uh, and it's the thing that happens over time. So for longer sessions, you know, it's going to get more and more out of whack. I almost punched out my window uh, playing Job Simulator. So no, I don't know. I have an Oculus at home. If I'm doing VR at home, chances are it's going to be that. Uh let's see what else we got here actually why don't we head over to the phone uh the phone zone the phone zone uh ben's in the phone zone and the bone zone i am not in the bone zone that's as captain king shame i will no he's he's standing in the bone zone I'm telling right people in front to stop of the bone zone yeah, looking like, in being like do not enter cut and that we, out. every way that i could mean that missionary only god damn it all right well let's talk to somebody not about sex if hello. You say so. Hello. Caller. Hi. Where are you at? Where are you calling from? Hi. This is Joseph from Michigan. Hello, Michigan Joseph. What's on your mind? Hi. So uh, I was thinking about Meyer number nine recently for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about uh, the Ray DLC. It was like the extra bonus character that uh, got free with uh, backing and whatnot. It was actually fun. Like it somehow made the combo system and stuff like good that you didn't really care about in Mighty Number no. 9. Uh-huh. And I was just wondering, uh, what was your best time playing a bad game? Best time playing best time a bad game. game. Thanks for your call. Yeah. Hmm. No problem. Yeah. It was weird that he had a ver- uh, another Jeff Gersman in his room ta- talking quietly. And you said it wasn't going to be about sex. <laughs> uh, Gosh, I played a lot of Flicky on the Genesis and thought that was a pretty bad game and played a fair amount of that uh, back in the day. It's a lot of bad Genesis games I had a good time with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that what, was the, what was the one where you were a star? Rystar? Ristar? Rystar? Yeah. That game's not bad. I'll have to play that. <laughs> I'll have to play some more of that. I played some Decap Attack recently. Ooh. Say so it's that game something else. That game something else. Um, bad game I enjoyed playing. I don't know. Sometimes like picking apart a game and you know like cheating your way through it and you know just kind of like like seeing what all is there can be fun. I even played if the game's a, bad. I played a bunch of um, humans fall flat with my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would never play that game by myself, but as a group activity where we were all on Discord, like just. Mi- basically just fucking with each other it was very yeah. fun um i think that's not a good game in its own right yeah but. yeah multiplayer can help make bad games fun uh if you're in the right mindset for it for sure um let's see here what else do i got here uh let's see here uh hey jeff there's a resist from grondoth 
There's a resemblance between the animations of Cyborg Justice and a bad game called Heavy Nova. I don't think any of the staff were crossed over, which makes me wonder if I'm seeing things. Am I seeing things? I'm going to go to a limit here and say you're probably seeing things. I feel like Cyborg Justice came out well after Heavy Nova. I remember people being excited for Heavy Nova when it was coming out. Like magazines were talking about it while it was coming out and stuff. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I have not seen Heavy Nova in a very long time, so I, I can't. I cannot vouch for the animation quality one way or the other. Uh, let's see here. Bryn T uh, writes in and says, "Vermintide 2's discussion in forums and the likes has a large amount of hate for people who play the Elf Carillion because apparently they're all bad. Why are elves always bad? What, bad in what context? I, I don't know. Like, like, are people racist against elves? I don't know. I, I have no more context here. She's she's pretty." rude but they all are mm. I, I played the elf a little bit um yeah i don't know i don't know it's just elves elves are weird right because you got to write them as they think that they're the superior race which every race does but elves i feel like are the most vocal about it right because mm. like you get really into like there's the whole half elf thing the high dark elves, elves and they yeah. don't like any other impure elves and right but like so you have to write that and make it Make them like good guys, even though they're super duper 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 racist. Mm. I don't know. It's it's elves are tricky because elves are tricky. You're not supposed to like them. That's the answer to the question. Elves, elves are tricky. They're tricky. I've I've thought about elves. Yeah, dwarves are fine. Dwarves are easy because you just like write this what, little. What egg. would you say if I told you I was thinking about sex with elves? I would say if you were an elf and you were. One of you was on your back and the other one was on top and all that was going on with some P&V, that'd be just fine. Okay, all right. So that's the the mere presence of just like, I want to make it with an elf. That's not enough to trigger the kink shame. No, because elves aren't real, but bad kinks are very okay, well, what real. What about, what if I, what if it was like, I would wish someone would dress up like an elf and get it on with me? Is that? Mm, that's getting close. It's it really, for okay, me. Okay, okay. What about, okay, let me, let me, let, sure. let me say this. Let's role play. Same but, basics. Yes, let's role play. Same basic situation, but what if the only way I can get it is if the other person is dressed up like an elf? That's like the only way it works for me. Otherwise, like, what are we even doing here? I think, I think in that scenario, I'd let it fly just, just because I might be Captain King Shame, mm -hmm. but in my heart of heart, I want to see true love bloom. Okay. And if the, it comes down to... We we go, you know. I I would come with you on some field tests and make sure that was the only way you could get it. But if that turned out to be true, then follow your bliss. Okay. All right. Great. I'm glad. Uh, is there any chance for Bandai Namco to remaster, re-release any or all of the Katamari games in one nice 4K package, or are we just stuck with endless runners and clickers? Says uh, Alt Tab Matt. I I don't know. I could see them doing it at some point. Some kind of new katamari but i i don't know that there's quite enough demand there for it to happen um i would like to see that but you know uh kate takahashi the the creator of the franchise is is long gone from namco at this point so you know you have to wonder like is there anyone there who is championing that franchise to like go like oh we need to make another one we need to we need to make a bundle we need to make something uh to make that a reality or if you know if kind of that thing is far enough in the past that's just like a, you know it's, it's no one's thinking about it to do it um so yeah i i it's possible but i i doubt it i doubt it 
Um, Matthew writes in and says, is there any chance that Ready Player One will result in a backlash and an implosion of nerd culture, or will it just make things worse? I like that the implosion of nerd culture is treated as a better here, which is probably right on. Uh, what do you think of that thing? Ready this Player is, One? Yeah, you seen any of those trailers? You, you... Yeah, I watched that, f- that first one. Uh, I don't know. People... So like, there was the instant outrage against it. Which I get, and then with whenever there's that kind of instant outrage, there's always a, a wave of people being like, "Just wait till the movie comes out." You know, yeah, you yeah. don't know how it's gonna go. But I feel like it's such a like having the Iron Giant walk around in there is very much just an emotional play. Like it's just straight up in there to make you be like, "Hey, remember the Iron Giant? Remember how sad you were at yeah. the end of Iron Giant?" Yeah, I, I, it's, I, I, the movie, this movie's gonna be that good. Oh. But then there's also, you know, like the Ninja Turtles and Jason Voorhees or whatever. I, don't, I think it'll be inoffensive. I don't think it'll be like a attack on nerd culture when you have fucking Marvel movies right. yeah. still performing the way they, they are and yeah. TV and movies. like. If anything, it's just like it's and, – and you didn't see this backlash to the book. No, it was seeing it visually and and having it be out there as as a as a purely visual thing. I think is what cements it in your mind's eye. I think you can handle nostalgia a little differently when they're like hitting you over the fucking head with it, especially in a trailer that's yeah. designed to market you something else. Yes, it, it's very easy to see the facade for what it is and and go like, oh, they're just trying to like pull at nostalgic heartstrings and rope me into seeing this thing. But, like, what is this thing other than, hey, remember that? Hey, remember that? Hey, remember that? Hey, did you ever... Hey, remember that? Yeah. I don't I don't know much about the, the core story of Ready Player One. Like, uh, Asa? Is that the book? I don't know. I couldn't even... I don't know. I don't... I don't... I didn't read the book. Um, I'm sure it's a fine story, like, in a vacuum. I'm sure it's, you know... Yeah. I think when the second book came out and it was, like, kind of a lot of the same tricks again, or that's, there was more that's of a when there was a way more yes. of a, like, after when Armada hit, people were like, oh, man, what the fuck? Yeah. Is that all this guy can do? Uh, but, yeah, for that stuff, I'm just like, man, I don't even... I don't need to see that. I'm fucking nostalgic out, man. Yeah. They're rebooting Are You Afraid of the Dark, which was the worst television show I ever watched on Nickelodeon. And it's just because they've run out of... Yeah, I mean, they've. I don't think Hollywood has run out of ideas, but they have certainly realized how much easier it is to play to your nostalgia than come up with something new. Well, you know, even you know, they're coming up with new stuff in an old familiar oh, format, sure. and, and you know, ideas are everywhere. Yeah, it's the execution thereof. So, like the 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 reboot, the that the the remake, all that sort of stuff. I can't wholly fault it because ultimately, you know, whatever. It's just a premise. It's what they do with it that counts. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I have my specific things that I like and, and I will, you know, at least kind of glance at a thing. If you show me a sick ass sound wave or shock wave that is faithful to original Transformers, that is some art that you made or whatever of robots getting it on, which is the only way I can get it. Uh or something like that. I will look at it. I will happily look at it. I will happily look at sick ass pictures of Soundwave all day long if you let me. Um, but I don't need I don't need it force fed to me. I don't need it sold to me, all that other stuff. Like that stuff I can kind of seek out on my own. 
and look at someone's fan art of a sick ass sound wave and go like, that's a good <laughs> that's looking a good robot looking. that turns Man, into a tape deck. Man, that'd be cool if he was in a show like this. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, whatever. Like it's, yeah, I don't know. That stuff's. Apparently me saying, are you afraid of the dark is the worst television show I've ever seen on Nickelodeon is the most controversial thing I have ever said. I think it just, you know, I think it, 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 uh, it puts you in a, in a, in a very defined age group that you would say that is the worst you know, well, yeah, in a I, world where Hey Dude existed. Oh, Hey Dude was okay. Yeah, Hey Dude was, yeah. I don't know, just, I, I'm just saying Goosebumps was 10 times the show Are You Afraid of the Dark wanted to be. It had fun camp instead of like, oh, there's a clown under your bed and the Zamboni's on an outrage mm. or whatever the fuck the hockey episode was about. I don't know. I never liked Rugrats. Rugrats creeped me out. Rugrats and Hey Arnold were like definitely the two popular yeah, hey Nick Arnold, shows like, that I just did, did not vibe. I had, I had aged out at that point, so I looked at a lot of that shit and, and was my initial reaction was like, man, Nickelodeon used to show good shit, not this fucking bullshit. What the fuck? Like for me, Doug was on the edge where I was like, nah, I think Doug is bullshit. <laughs> Doug's getting a little out there. Um, this guy's blue. What is, what's his deal? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Pytown guy says, if we're talking about Bandai Namco remasters, we need an Ace Combat one so bad. I mean, remember, like Ace Combat 7 is coming out relatively soonish here with PlayStation VR support. Uh, it seemed okay when I played it. It seemed like another one of those, but with some VR support for whatever that's worth. So you will be getting that. Let's take a call. Let's take a call indeed. And all I have to do is push this button. Hello, caller. What is your name and where are you at? Uh, this is Phil from Philadelphia. Hello, uh, Phil. What's on your mind? So I was thinking about some of the older consoles, things like the Dreamcast had some features that were really ahead of their time, things like motion controls mm -hmm. that really didn't work at the time. But then later it came back as the Wii, and it was you know one of the best-selling consoles of all time. So can you think of any other features that didn't really make it at the time that you think could come back now and do really well? Hmm. Thanks for your call. Yeah, I don't know. That's... um. I thought this was a tricky one, but if, if anyone had something... Initially, like... I was going to say 3D, uh -huh. uh, you know, because the, they had these cool flicker glasses for the Sega Master System that you would put on uh, that were better than just like the red-blue oh, shitty yeah. glasses. And were they like bulky? They were, yeah, yeah. they were, they were kind of bulky. They looked like you got your eyes dilated <laughs> yeah, at the doctor totally. and now you're wearing like old people glasses. Um but that stuff didn't work that well. And also we had a second shot at 3D relatively recently and it turns out no one cares. Yeah, I mean the 3DS was like, when it was really good, you're like, oh, that's really cool. Turn it off after an hour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even when it was good, it was not great. Yeah. And then, you know, on consoles like PS3 and Xbox 360 certainly had some 3D games. Uh, like Sony was trying to make that a big deal for a little while. Like we built it into the firmware to do this. Like, no one gives a shit at all. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of uh, think of any others, but yeah, motion controls. I mean, if you think about it, like the the baseline blueprint of the Wii is what VR is, also. You know, so even as motion controls kind of became a fad and and got played out in standard consoles, like the, that technology lived on in a whole new format. Virtual reality from Virtual Boy ahead of its time. Virtual Boy is not virtual reality. Like actual virtual, re virtual, ah, actual virtual reality existed then. Like the turn your head, all that other stuff. There was no motion tracking at all in 
that thing. It was just a it was just a three D image that you st- you put over your damn face. Uh, that thing was a bad device. I mean, it was ahead of its time because now we know that we're in a computer simulation. Right. It was the first time that we realized. Yeah, everything is red here because it's a computer. Um. Tedified asks, how do you feel about the rumor of Black Ops 4? I don't know. Like, I don't feel any type of way about it. That's just, we'll see what they're doing. And, and you know, Black Ops, the name Black Ops has meant a lot of different things now through those three games. Whereas Black Ops 3 felt like a very sizable departure from the somewhat cohesive story of 1 and 2. You know, 2 definitely tied into 1 in some fun ways. Uh, and 3 was just kind of Christopher Maloney mind party. Which, don't get me wrong, I love Christopher Maloney. I love Christopher Maloney. Yeah, he's fantastic. Wet Hot American Summer, best best character. Yeah. Best character. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know that we... I don't know. Um, do, 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 do. Carpe DMT uh, asks, what implications do you think VR will have on the video game violence debate when and if it becomes a mainstream thing? I, re- I was just reading on the break between the bombcast and the show a CNN article by Stanford's like professor of virtual worlds or what he was yeah. like he's like their VR and AR guy. He's the he's the shingy of VR basically uh, for Stanford, and he was just talking about like how virtual reality is a virtual boot camp that can hone your skills and turn you into a mass murderer if you want to be a mass murderer yeah it was like a cnn opinion piece i saw someone on twitter with actual combat experience dissecting yeah some of that stuff as complete bullshit Mm. um yeah i don't know i had an idea on the way in because you know you figure we're probably about due for a new mortal Kombat announcement oh uh and i was trying to think like what would a mortal Kombat 11 be you know, like story-wise, all this other stuff. Like, what would they do? And I was like, and I realized they should do virtualities, where at the end of a fight, you put on a VR helmet, and then you have to hold the motion controllers, and then go like this to pull your mask off, and then breathe fire out of your <sighs> face, and burn their body, and rip their heart yeah. out, and bring back that creative fatality system from Armageddon, and let people play Gorn, do Gorn things to Mortal Kombat characters. That's probably the exact opposite of what that question was in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. <laughs> in most ways. In most ways. But th- it's the only way I can get mine is to murder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, for a different captain to figure out. Okay. All right. Great. Police captain. <gasps> Do not tell anyone I said that. Okay. Jeff, I won't tell anyone that you said that. Thank you. Let's take a call. Let's take a call indeed. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. Where you at? What's, uh, what's your name? Hi, uh, this is Mitch from Toronto. Hey, Mitch. What's going on? Um, my question is about um, physics-based games. Mm-hmm. Uh, games like PsyOps, Red Faction Guerrilla, and uh, Dark Messiah of Might and Magic. Yeah. Um, they all had really cool physics stuff in them. Like uh, Dark Messiah, you could kick people into spikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, PsyOps had really cool telekinesis powers. And uh, there was all that destructibility in uh, Red Faction Guerrilla. Yeah. Um, so my question is, like, why did they stop uh, making a lot of those games? Was it like um, they had kind of done a lot of weird physics simulations and they just didn't really know where to go from there? Or did the games just, like, stop selling as much? I, I think it's uh, a mix of things. Thanks for your call. Uh, I, I think a lot of that stuff, Red Faction Guerrilla came a little bit later, 
but I think with PsyOps specifically, you know, Half-Life 2 did a lot for physics in games. Yeah. Uh, you know, it had puzzles and stuff that were solved by that stuff, the gravity gun and the saw blades. Like, you know, there were just like different things you did in that game that were like natural physics style reactions. And in the wake of that, you started to see more and more developers starting to play around with it. And I think in some ways, Red Faction Guerrilla is like, at least in, in current, currently, it's, it's one of the ultimate realizations of that concept. Um, but, you know, it, it was a wave, you know, and, and now every game utilizes physics in some ways, whether it's something as simple as ragdolls or, or, or whatever, like, you know, that type of thing uh, is pretty widespread. So I think as a result, like, since every game has little bits and pieces of it, it's probably not enough just to make a full game out of physics. Because uh, I think a lot of developers have done it and, and done it really well. It's, it's kind of happened. Uh, that said, I would love to see uh, a new Red Faction that kind of built on uh, the stuff that happened in, in Gorilla, for sure. That'd be good. Yeah, I I never played Red Faction Gorilla, but the idea of being able to tear down a building instead of deal with people was just like right up my alley. They should make a rampage with like heavy physics rampage. Yeah. <coughs> I wonder if that would, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure, that'd be fun. Uh, I think physics kind of got a, a, a second lease on life in VR also. Mm, true. You know, a lot of that stuff kind of is is coming back for sure. Um, do you have another call back there? Is that the... I see the call sign is up. No, I oh, accidentally I left you it up. You violated the, the sanctity of the sign. Somebody just sent me a link called, Sir, how long do you think it's going to take for me to come to this vine? I'm okay. taking down the call sign. Okay. All right. Uh, do you are you kink shaming that vine or? I I'm going through a lot right now. I'm kind of going through a spring here as Captain King Shame. I, I'm wondering if my life is just, you know, why why model my whole life around dealing with others? Your entire persona. You've built up so many walls. I've never this had stuff. sex. Yeah. No. You should. Check I have to spend all my time making sure other people don't have weird sex. Yeah, you should check it out. Yeah, in whatever way you think is cool. I think I think I'll start with missionary. That's cool too. But at the end of the day, it's still the thing. Zoltan five thirty two writes in and says, "What are your thoughts about uh, Geralt of uh, Rivera?" Geralt, Geralt, Gerald, Gerald, Gerald of of Rivera. Uh, of Witcher fame, uh, being rumored as the guest character for Souls Caliber. Oh. All uh, right. Yeah, that that's there was a I think someone from the Witcher team posted something about like, oh, you, you haven't seen The Last of Geralt this year is a playable character and a thing, which that is the only franchise I can think of it this him showing up in. Um. So. I don't care enough about that character or Soul Caliber to necessarily feel uh, too strongly about it. I have not much cared for the Souls Caliber's guest characters uh, since two, since ever. Um, what Link? No, Hihachi? For the same reason, Spawn. For the same reason, Ready Player One. I look at and go like, "Oh, it's a DeLorean from that thing." But it makes sense. Like it's, Link, actually, I saw it and went like, "Man, come on!" It's just a bunch of dudes with swords, and then Link shows up and he's like, "I've also got a sword." And they just turn Link into another dude with a sword instead of being fucking Link. Hey, you 
close to Link. No, he wasn't. He lost. Sometimes he lost. Link doesn't lose. Link lost. When? Uh, he lost the battle of time, and that split the universe in timeline B because the hero of time. No. no. Hero... Now I'm going to kink shame There's you. There's also not one Link. There's many links. You. Oh, okay. So it's the hero of time that's persistent, not Link. Gross. So maybe it was one of the bad... It was like Zelda 2 Link. The best Link. Not the best Zelda game. Best Link, though. Best Link. He's tall. He's tall. He could attack down. He was as tall as Super Mario. Not even fucking regular Mario, you know? He didn't even need a mushroom to make him big. no. He just was big. Fuck no. Link is always big. (laughs) Link is always big. Link is always big and ready to fuck. Did I say that out loud? No. Great. Uh, let's see here. Do you think fighting game as from uh, Daltamond, uh, do you think fighting game companies like Capcom rely on people in the fighting game community to buy new characters for learning matchups as part of their bottom line? Or do they more just hope casual players will buy characters? I don't really understand the so like difference. like basically like do, do do you think their business relies on every single hardcore player of the game buying those characters or are they hoping like someone comes and goes oh Blanca that's my guy and they buy the Blanca I feel like both but definitely more the first like I, if you were a character if you if you were a serious fighting game player yeah is there ever any world where you don't buy all the DLC because you're so locked into your main that you're just like I don't need to be able to play as these characters I can train against them. See, up to a point, but then, like, patches roll out, and suddenly maybe you don't want to play this character anymore, and then mm. there's another similar character that's come out that you want to play, or, like, you want to play the OP uh, he- champ hero, whatever, and you want to buy that guy. OP champ hero. OP champ hero. That's I got my, my League yeah. Dota and fighting games all mixed up. Yeah. Get these minions out of my hitbox. Mm-hmm. I hate when that happens. I've been thinking of buying a hitbox controller. Those are the ones with the buttons, all instead, buttons of the stick. instead of the stick. Yeah. Because uh, are those tournament legal? Do they allow those? Yeah. I thought wasn't there some controversy around letting them into Smash tournaments for a little oh, bit? God. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there still is. Uh-huh. Um, is that? Is it? Is it sexy? Uh, I mean, can I the, get? All, can I? The angle, the Firefox angles are pretty sexy. You can do okay. with the hitbox. Right. You can get like some good okay. fucking. Mm-hmm. angles going mm-hmm. but uh like in in anime fighters which i've been finding myself playing more and more of uh if you want to do an instant air dash you gotta jump forward like you basically have to jump and mm-hmm. then forward dash as soon as you can but with buttons that's just tap up and tap forward twice rather right. than like a weird up forward and then forward forward stick motion yeah um huh but they're like 300 dollars so I mean, it's just buttons. Maybe I can you get can Jason one. to build yeah. me one. Yeah, build your build your hitbox, something. Um, Dark Alaron says I bought season three for the only reason Blanca is in it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Durman six six seven writes and says, "What company you haven't heard from recently? Do you think could have a surprise announcement at E three? Yeah. To, so because I've because this week is the week that when we start like. I have already responded to emails internally about E3 stuff. And so E3 got on my mind all over again. Stop saying it. And the more uh, you say it, the closer it comes. Yeah, it's closer all the time. Uh, and it's going to be hot. Um, 
I started thinking like, oh, what's likely to be there? And like, for some reason, Warner was the first company I thought of because it's a Mortal Kombat year uh, or a Mortal Kombat announced year. Uh, if if they're sticking to the same schedule they've been on, it seems like they put out a game every other April. So next April they would be putting out a game. I would presume that would be Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. And I started thinking, well, what would that be? And it'd be a VR game where you rip everybody in parts. No. It's a two-on-two fighting game. You can tag in, raid in, and you, you do like A, B, C, and then down D, and he does a launcher, and then you can tag into uh, Serpentor. That's a Mortal Kombat guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And he like comes out, and he does his acid attack, and it goes, fatality. It's fucked up, man. I've never played Mortal Kombat. Serpentor's got Sergeant Slaughter's DNA in him. Is Sergeant Slaughter a bad guy? No, that's why it was so fucked up. Oh man, it was like the DNA of like a bunch of leaders, uh, you know, evil leaders over time. Napoleon, Hitler. I don't think I don't think they went all the way on it. <laughs> they're like in the lab working on their super creature. They're like, we've compiled the DNA of all of the greatest world's enemies, and then one guy just has a vial that says Hitler. It's yeah. like, get out of here, Gary. We're not going that hard <laughs> into it. We don't want to make him a whack job. <laughs> we don't uh, want him to shoot himself. Uh, let's see here. I am. Uh, uh, okay. Did you Google is a Hitler in Serpentor? No, I just Googled Serpentor DNA. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, so it's not all evil leaders. Dr. Mindbender extracted DNA from the unearthed remains of Julius Caesar, Napoleon, evil. Evil. Attila the Hun, evil. Philip II of uh, Macedon, probably evil. Uh, and his son, Alexander the Great. Definitely evil. Ivan the Terrible. Good guy, actually. Uh, Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Hannibal. Sure. Love Gen- it. Genghis Khan. Great. Gregory Rasputin. <laughs> Hell yeah. Montezuma. Oh, he's getting his. Geronimo. Uh-huh. Egyptian general Zanuth Amontoth. Of course. Uh, in the animated continuity, Sun Tzu's DNA was also intended to be a part of Serpentor's creation, but the attempt to, to obtain his DNA was thwarted by Sergeant Slaughter, whose DNA was then intended for use as a substitute. Oh, is that why he was a dumbass at, like, tactics? Yeah. Because he didn't get Sun Tzu in there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a result of Sun Tzu's DNA being missing, Serpentor was very intolerant and overbearing. <laughs> That's why. That's the reason. Makes I think, sense. I think they should have got the big guy in there. Ryback? Mussolini. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, are we expecting, Mikon asks, are we expecting anyone from Iron Galaxy to be president of E3 or other conventions? Do they have anything upcoming that they could show this year? Probably I would ex- be there. I would expect that they would be there. I mean, there. it's the big, it, it's the big the game. Show. Yeah. Uh, they've got their their game extinction. Oh. Yes, gigantic. The MOBA, their uh, extinction. That's out next month, I think. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's coming up here very soon. So that'll be out before E3, so they wouldn't show that again. Um, but yeah. Uh, Nico of Death does point out Sergeant Slaughter fought against America in the Gulf War. So he's he's pretty evil. Uh, are you sure his name isn't Sergeant Laughter? You know, I'm not. <laughs> Now that you mention it, everyone, um, no one has ever pronounced it that way before, but what if we were all wrong? Yeah, maybe he'd be a really good guy if they just called him Sergeant Laughter. Uh, Dr. M to the J says, I'm literally a geneticist, and I hate to say this, but that's not how genetics works. (laughs) What? Ban this person. (laughs) 
Like, I well, okay, I watched every episode of the Arise Serpentor Arise miniseries, and I can tell you with some certainty that you're incorrect. Yeah, I also watched the Cell Saga, so double wrong. Get out of here. Bleh. Bleh. Um, let's see here. You got anything over there? You're working on some stuff over there? I, got a few uh, I had somebody write in with a question and I wanted to call them, but they unfortunately can't call it. So I'm just going to ask their question for them. Let's hear it. Hey, hi, hello. Uh, hello, what's your name? Where are you hi, calling from? Th- uh, this is Ben calling from San Francisco. And my question. What are you wearing, Ben? <clears throat> Close. Do you, think that, uh, do you think that games getting funded on Kickstarter and crowdfunding in general has ended? After bad results like Mighty Number no. 9... And Star Citizen, I'm much more wary of backing these projects than I was three years ago. I think it's definitely changed. Uh, I think some people have made good on Kickstarter and, and you know, like, like Mutant Football League just was on Kickstarter. It came out. You know, they, they did their thing. They did the thing. Yeah, there are still companies you know? hitting it. You don't hear about that as much as you hear about right. the ones that are big failures because yeah. those are better news stories. Right. Uh, mainstream media full of their fake news. That's right. That that is turns out it's all real news. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think like there are definitely still people crowdfunding games on various platforms, and it's still happening. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I think it's a risky thing, and I think people need to be educated about what they're getting into uh, before they back a project. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it just kind of, kind of goes that way. Um, Dark Aleron says, Ben, you can't kink shame and also trash talk. Are you afraid of the dark and Zelda too? Why? I don't, I don't have an answer to that. That's just what it says I'm here. I'm pretty sure there is no sex in both of those ga- ga- media properties. Uh, you should read the thing I wrote, uh, that is. My Zelda 2, Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, crossover, fan fiction. Where they link, has sex with one of the not underage members of the Are You Afraid of the Dark team? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, the, it's basically, it's just the adventure of Link. It's just Zelda 2, except you can never find the candle. So you, you, every time you go in that cave, it is always dark, and you're oh, always afraid. Yeah, you're scared. And the answer is yes. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. 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 Sorry to spoil my fan fiction. <laughs> Uh, yeah, now I don't have to read it. Damn it. All right, let's take another call. Sure thing. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Where you at? Hello, this is uh, Dan calling from PA. Hi, Dan. <clears throat> What's going on? What's Hi, how are you doing? Good. Uh, I wanted to know uh, if you guys would eat clean meat or lab-grown burgers. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, 1,000%. I would love to eat fake grown lab meat. Like all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I would love to try that. Do you want it to mirror a burger 100%? Like, do you want it to, or do you want them to like fuck around with it and be like, actually, we figured out, you know, the the way meat cooks, it can't cook this way, but we figured out how to make it even better. Or do you want just like an authentic, what you know as a burger experience? I would probably start with authentic. And then once we've got that down, go in some directions. Yeah. yeah. You're, so you're open to burger hacks. Yeah. Thanks for your call. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah um yeah totally yeah if we if we start with like hey we found a way to grow meat in a lab and it is for all intents and purposes real meat it just didn't have to come through the process that gets us real meat now like that to me is like best case scenario if they can do it cheap enough all that other yeah. stuff like the i think i saw a headline that it costs about four hundred thousand dollars right now to make a, a burger from 
lab meat just right. with like yeah. equipment and all that. And, and like within the, five years, that price is supposed to be like totally, yeah. A 40 and it's like, what is it? What is it? Is the the Impossible Burger? Is that what yeah. they call it? I've heard that that thing is not living up to really expectations. I thought I thought I thought I saw something recently where people were like, yeah, they're getting out there and trying it. I think they had an event here in town recently where they were like, come check it out. And they I was like, ha- man, I should go check that out. So there's the Impossible Burger, and then there's another one that's at a restaurant regularly here in the city. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. the Impossible. I remember there were two. One's plant based. One's Lab grown. Lab grown. I think the impossible one is lab grown. And it's supposed to like know. simulate like bleeding, you know? Right. It's supposed to yeah. be like and, and and they're very vocal about like, hey, we're not trying to like get vegetarians in here. We're trying to convert meat eaters. Like we're working right. we want to appeal to the burger eaters. We're not trying to make something for veggie eaters. Totally. But I, then once that option is there, that's totally awesome for the people who are vegetarian for like environmental reasons. Right, exactly. If they can clean up the environmental reason, an environmental situation that leads to meat in a way that makes that process easier, if it makes it cheaper to feed people, you know, uh, if we can kind of feed more of the world on, on this kind of lab-grown stuff, uh, and it is safe and tested and all the other stuff and tastes like the real thing, like, great, let's fucking do it. I sometimes wonder if I'm going to be alive in the period where you see, like, in dystopian movies where it's like, Oh, he's rich because he's eating a real hamburger, right? Like right. he's eating yeah. an actual cow hamburger yeah, yeah. in his ivory tower. Right. I mean, we're, we're not too, you know, with all the fucking A2 super meat, Kobe beef, you know, like yeah. that type of extreme meat. Like, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there on okay. extreme meat. Okay. Captain King shamed. Go Damn ahead. it. All right. Shit. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, someone in chat here said that the Impossible Burger is is plant based. So okay, uh, so yeah, but I don't know. I've I have had uh, replacement meat. Uh, there's a, a company called Beyond Meat that puts out yeah uh, yeah they do like a, a beef crumble. A, they do a chicken style thing. And I like a soy riso. Yeah, and it's all fake, and it tastes fine in yeah. things. You know, like even on its own, it's it's okay, but like. If you're like, oh, hey, we got some some rice and some other stuff, and like, let's chop up some of this fake chicken in there, and it's seasoned and all this other stuff, like, it's totally fine. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, yeah, there there are some things that kind of just can't be duplicated uh, right now, and and I hope we get there. I would love to see science nail that shit, and hopefully nail it in a way that makes it like affordable to just fucking feed people. And not nail it in a way where I've turned this company into one of the most powerful food companies on earth and am now I control the food food. supply and everyone stops. Like a Nestle water situation. Right, exactly. Everyone stopped slaughtering cows and now they don't even know how to make cows anymore. Isn't that a good thing? Because now I control the fake meat and all the food. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, that'd be no good. Um, Cricket burgers are the future, somebody says in chat. I'm totally open to eating bugs. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Oh, shit. I'm a regular bug crusher. mm -mm. Kink shamed. Fuck! Yep. Yep. Uh, I would eat bugs also. Uh, Final Dasta says, do you ever think we'll see a virtual console on Switch? No. I think when they start putting out games, they won't use the virtual console name anymore because it'll be attached to whatever online service that that they're calling it. Virtual console is just a dumb brand name. It was never a good name. It was never a good name. Virtual console. Uh, Dothamon says, what are your thoughts on Iron Galaxy wanting to port Monster Hunter World to Switch? I I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that 
Capcom was out there saying that it would be really hard to do it, all this other stuff. And then Iron Galaxy's CEO, when Adam Boys posted publicly on Twitter, if we could do that, it's what we do. Look forward to E3. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> um, Nico of Death says, uh, uh, have you heard about this stuff going on with the PS4 and Switch hacking? Uh, yeah, there's, there's some older firmwares for PS4 and Switch that people are able to um, do some bad shit with. Uh, but, you know, once you update the firmware, you, those those holes in the the firmware get closed up. Uh, has Jeff ever held onto a console on an old firmware in case of a future exploit? No. No, I never have. I, I use this stuff too much to go like, oh, well, I can't connect this one to the internet because I got to... Yeah, I mean, how would you... You'd have to have some serious discipline and a lot of space. Or just go buy a second one, which I'm not... I'm not going to go buy a second Switch and just go like, I got to keep this one in case... Blah, 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 like, nah, whatever. It's just not... That stuff is not interesting enough to me because uh, I... I don't need to pirate games. It just doesn't like. There's no. There's no no need for that. We'll see how I'll see how my tax return is. <laughs> uh, I believe it. Believe that's a. I'm gonna kink shame you there on that one too. That's some kind of shame. Some kind of shame on that. Some one. kind of shame. Yeah, I'm shamed. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Bebo PGP says, uh, "Are hamster arcade archives too expensive at seven ninety nine a pop?" Yeah, they are. That's 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 a little pricey, you know. Selling these old arcade games, like I think it's cool that they're doing it, but I think the pricing is kind of out of whack. And so I won't buy Neo Geo arcade archives for the most part because I already I already own most of the Neo Geo games I would want to buy, and so I don't feel great buying them again in a digital format. Like I just don't need that. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know that that stuff for the for that like sometimes it, I I've definitely like kept up on some of the non Neo Geo stuff that's come out on the Japanese store uh, for PSN. I bought a lot of that stuff. We did some videos. I would like to pick that back up one of these days here. Um, but you know, eight bucks is a lot for some of those old ass arcade games that are not yeah. that great. And uh, like, could you imagine spending eight times four is thirty two third like three hundred and twenty quarters? It's 32 quarters. 32 quarters. 32 quarters. I did. I multiplied it by 10. Yeah. Uh, No. no. I mean, over a long period of time, absolutely. Have I put $8 worth of quarters into a crazy climber machine over the course of my entire life? Maybe. That's a lot of games of crazy climber. That's 32 games. But keep in mind, you know, when crazy climber was new... It was just there in an arcade with all this other stuff, and I was going to arcades a lot. I probably yeah. put a lot of money into just about everything of that era. I probably put no. There's but no. Like, there's no fucking way I played that game thirty-two times. Like thirty-two hundred plays of a game. Can you imagine that? That's not. That's not what that. That's not how that math works out. I'm not Captain Mathematics. That's fair. Um. But yeah, you know, game room was cheaper when they were doing stuff there. Yeah. Uh, that was that that even and even that pricing felt like a little out of whack for some. That even had like a little hub world you could yeah, hang out with. Yeah, and that was just a, your a great and... time. Uh, and but some of those games were just these really fucking whack and television games that just were impenetrable and hard to play on an Xbox controller. And 
that stuff just felt like a a bad ripoff. I don't know. That stuff didn't didn't feel great. Uh, let's see here. How are you doing over there? You lining something up? You got anything? No. Okay. Uh, well's running dry today. All right. Cool. 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 Maybe uh, I'm gonna look through. I want this some here. people to come with some weird stuff next week. I want yeah. to take some weird. I want to get weird calls next week. All right. If you're listening, come back tomorrow. The the real Tuesday. the real doll lab grown meat kink shaming show not weird enough <laughs> for Ben. So so yeah. Um. Would you play a game? This is from uh, Mr. Dan Hatton, which is a great name. Would you play a game in a language other than English or Japanese with subs? I have. Yeah. It was. Uh, I've played a couple Japanese games. No, no, no. Other than English or Japanese. Oh, uh, oh sure. Yeah, I, it'd I, be the same as playing a Japanese game, but with different language. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I don't know any Japanese, and I'll play dubbed Japanese games without much trouble. So, yeah. Uh, and let's take our final questions here. Uh, Jay Desi says, uh, for the next generation of consoles, will we see all PlayStation 4 and Xbox One be backwards compatible from the start, or will it be piecemeal like it currently is? I bet, at least with the next set of boxes, they will just be fully backwards compatible with PS4 and Xbox One. I just don't see a great reason. And, and fucking, I don't know. What do I know? At the end of the day, like I'm not an engineer. I don't I don't know actual computer shit. I just know people who do and talk to them sometimes. Um But I get the sense that the architecture of the PS4 and the Xbox One and you know, like that stuff is working out well for developers. Uh the parts exist. Uh and I don't see a reason unless you're gonna make something dramatically different. Uh, and, you know, do some kind of left field play like a Switch or something like that. Like, I don't see a reason to move off of those types of platforms. So I could see, you know, so so once you're building on the same architecture, you know, the the work to do the backwards compatibility stuff kind of, you, you get a lot of that. You get a lot of the way there. And I think that they'll just do it. I think it'll just happen. You'll be able to put the discs in. Your purchases will carry over. Like, I think we're at that point now where that that's likely to be the standard, at least for the near future. If, you know, if someone invents some new quantum ridiculous architecture and everything changes all over again and fucking we're teleporting through space with our fucking whatevers, then yeah, fucking who knows. If everything goes VR or AR in some way and the form factor for gaming changes, then who knows? Um, but as long as we're talking about consoles and boxes and and, you know, spending some number of hundreds of dollars on a device. Uh, I think it just makes sense for that stuff to work now. I think we're, we're at a point now where, where that makes sense. Yeah. For now. But probably not forever. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's one of those things where technology kind of has a steady increase for a while and then peters off and then has a huge jump, right? Yeah. Like computing. You can follow the path right, of computing right. of, like, you know, how much memory, like even something as simple as memory, like how much memory you can fit on yeah. a, a drive yeah. now versus... But that's that's I think the the thing is is people talk about uh, Moore's law, which yeah. is the you know the the thing about power and doubling and all the other stuff that that we're kind of nearing the end of that. Uh, Where it's less about what we're making and more about how it's being made, or how small yeah how small can you make it to fit more more of these things on it? And like now it's who's making it, like 
yeah. you know, we're working on AI and, and cloud computing, work, like, moving in a, in a pace where they're on track to like start, let's make robots that make robots. Yeah. That make I, robots that make robots. Right. I, I would have thought that, you know, because we started to see some of it and, and it maybe if, if Crackdown uh, 3 ever comes out, we'll see this cloud-based multiplayer thing of cloud-based physics and, and whatever they were touting for that. I would have thought that maybe that would have been a, a meaningful direction for video games is to kind of offload more processing off of the box in your house and move some of it somewhere else. Uh, but as we get, you know, like we're still, you know, like like over this last generation, like more bandwidth caps have rolled out of the U.S., not less. Yeah. And And getting unfettered access to the internet seems in peril in a way that it wasn't before. So... Like I don't think that that yeah, stuff... like speeds are going up, but barriers are coming up at the same right, time. Right? Yeah, and speeds aren't always, and the price to get those speeds uh, is sometimes out of whack, uh, depending on what your options are in your neighborhood and all this other stuff. So I think it's it's not as much of a done deal as I thought it would be. You would have thought that we would have been very healthily moving away from physical media, but yeah. bandwidth caps you know rolling out to more and more homes like you end up going like oh actually maybe not you know maybe downloading games is a bad thing you know um or 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 not as much of a a, a guarantee as as maybe you thought it would be at this point in this cycle imagine if microsoft had actually stuck to its original plan of like not really having discs <laughs> you know or, or or being able to sell a console with no drive on it because right. everything is always online and all this other stuff and and moving in that direction getting rid of used games and all that other stuff like you know, if you suddenly, like, if the internet moved in this direction, they would have been even more fucked than they would have been yeah. by making that decision. Even maybe, more fucked than they are. Than maybe they would have been out there a little more vocal about net neutrality. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Or maybe they would have just bought their own lane <laughs> for game distribution or something yeah. dumb like that. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Curiosa says Moore's Law has been dead for years. So, yeah. You know, we're, we're kind of waiting for the next leap in technology whether it's going to be any kind of quantum business or whatever you know who knows like i said i don't know this shit i just know people who do that's all you gotta know yeah and even then sometimes you just gotta know a guy who knows a guy yeah i know a guy who knows a guy he can hook you up with what do you need what are you looking for nothing lab grown meat i got a guy yeah actually i got a guy i mean is it lab grown or is it grown from a dog Lab, yeah, okay. lab grown. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Great. We'll talk after the show. I can get you some of that. Thanks, everybody, for listening, watching, if you're watching, I guess, live. We'll be back next week with more of this business. Ben, have a great week. Hey, you too, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs>